The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash with their over-under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and all of our free podcasts. Listening to your Champions League final preview here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. Also follow the Twitter account for BetMUFC. I'll be a lot more active on that through the summer as Manchester United look to rebuild their squad. There is currently an episode of Bet MUFC available now, the wrap-up episode for the season. Who I want to come in, who I want to go out, who will realistically come in and out, and my opinion of Eric Ten Hag's first press conference and what I expect from the season. So that is on the wrap-up show, which is available now. Also, follow the Twitter account for LockBetting.com. That's at LockBetting.com, at LockBetting.com. So LockBetting.com without the dot at LockBetting.com. That is the Twitter account for my premium pay service, LockBetting.com, that has delivered 107 months in a row of transparent track profit. And we are just a couple of days away from being able to say we have delivered month number 108. And that is significant because 108 months of profit means for nine years Nine straight years, we haven't had a single losing month on this service. Have we had losing days? Yes. Have we had losing weeks? Yes. Have we had a single losing month out of 108? No, we have not. We are 108 and 0 when it comes to winning months over at lockbetting.com, or at least we will be in a couple of days. We are just so far ahead this month, over 25 units up. There's no way we are going to lose that. So we can already say 108 months are in the bank. And we are now going for 120 months, which will mean 10 years of track transparent profit without a single losing month. First of all, we need to navigate month number 109, which begins on June the 1st. You can sign up for the service on June the 1st for the month of June. 
People think there's nothing to bet on because there's no soccer. There is plenty to bet on in the month of June. We have the end of the French Open. We have the end of the NBA season. We have NHL. We have MLB. We have Wimbledon at the end of the month. We have three rounds of international football in the Nations League. So all of the teams in the Nations League will be playing three games. So even though there is no summer tournament this year, there is still plenty of soccer through the month of June. So it is still a massive month, especially if you're like tennis, especially if you like NHL and MLB. And uh, let me just say, we have been unrivaled in the NBA this season. I don't think anybody's made more money than us. We're having our best season. We've carried it through in the playoffs. So if you want to get involved in all of that, head over to lockbetting.com. If you want to do your research, the pin tweet at lockbetting.com is always the PL from the previous month. At the moment, if you get there quickly, you'll see the month of April. That'll be getting changed to the month of May. That's always a good month to look through because our futures from July and August and throughout the year, those that conclude at the end of the soccer season will be added on that month. So you can go and check that out. If you want to see all of the previous spreadsheets, go down to the bottom of that PL. You'll see little tags. They say things like soccer, tennis, NBA, US sports, etc. One of them says PL. Click the one that says PL, and that'll give you access to all of the other previous PLs. Don't just look at the overall amount. Look at the type of bets we do. Make sure you can get them at your books. Look at the stakes. It's all sensible staking. This should be a service for anybody that has a disposable income. If you can afford to gamble, then this is the service you need to sign up to. It's all sensible stakes and we build up your bankroll very, very sensibly. No five-star plays, no 20-unit whales, none of that crap from gambling Twitter. This is a legit service, a legit track transparent service that has delivered 108 months in a row transparent track profits. So if you want to get involved, wait till June 1st. I say June 1st, which means you'll miss these Champions League plays because Patreon has a weird billing cycle. So if you sign up anytime in May, they'll bill you for the whole month of May. So you do want to wait till June so you don't get billed for the month of May. If you just want to get my Champions League card. Some some plays, some leans will be given out on this show. But if you want to get my official card, DM me at lockbetting.com. That's at lockbetting.com. And I will give you my full card for $25. So that's at lockbetting.com for the full card. But as I said, we are going to be giving away leans for the Champions League final here on this show. Before we break down the Champions League final and look at the odds, let's have a look how the two teams got here to the final. Estupinian. Capu makes his way in the penalty area and he's arriving now. It's across the face of goal and it's in by Dia. And Villarreal have the perfect start. Well, bad touch turns into a good one for him. Across his deep. The man is arriving and it's 2-0. Well, it's Coquelin who arrives and Liverpool are opened up again. Fabinho. Lovely step. Capu very quickly to him. But here is Fabinho, and the chance, oh it's in, it's through the legs of the goalkeeper, and it's Fabinho, so often Liverpool's minesweeper, in clearing up, attacks at the other end, who bursts forward and scores the vital goal for Liverpool. Sadio Mane, Luis Diaz, beats Voigt, he's inside the penalty area, Luis Diaz... Well, it's got a touch on the way through. It's going to be a corner. Here is Marnie. On towards Trent Alexander-Arnold. Luis Diaz! It's in for Luis Diaz. And it's in for Liverpool. And the two-goal advantage is restored. 
and Liverpool have found their feet once again just when they needed to. That's Keita and here goes Sadio Mane who may have been inside his own half there. He has support from Mohamed Salah but he's got a long gold run towards goal and he takes his time and slots the ball home and Liverpool are on their way to Paris now. Well... He's the destroyer in the knockout stage of the Champions League. And with that goal, he becomes the highest scoring African player in the history of the competition in the knockout phase. It was a game of two halves. But ultimately, it was the class, the quality and the decisive power that Liverpool had. The other semi-final, Man City versus Real Madrid. Great game last week. We asked Virgil before... Do you have a preference? Which side you play? Engl uh, the English team or the Spanish team? Well, uh, yeah, I want to play Madrid, but uh, I have to be honest. Uh, City is a really tough team. We play against them a few times this season. But I think it's... Uh, if you ask me personally, I would prefer Madrid. Mm. A little Why? bit of payback? Because <laughs> we lost in the final <laughs> against them. <laughs> so I want, I, want, uh, I want to play against them. Uh, hopefully we win it. So that was Liverpool's semi-final against uh, Villarreal. They were 2-0 up from the first leg, got pegged back to 2-2. And then I think there needs to be a serious investigation into match fixing because the goalkeeping in that semi-final, in that second half, was the most atrocious that I have ever seen. And he single-handedly allowed Liverpool to qualify for the Champions League final. Prior to that... Liverpool had one of the easiest routes to the final that I think we've ever seen. Yes, Inter Milan in the last 16 was tough, but not when you consider where Italian football is at the moment. And then after that, they had to get past Benfica, which was another dream draw. And then you get Villarreal in the semi-final, another dream draw. Villarreal, who lost twice in this competition to Manchester United and came out of Manchester United's group in second place. So a dream, dream draw for Liverpool. The absolute opposite can be said about Real Madrid. They've managed to get here after being outplayed and having less expected goals in every single one of their ties against Paris Saint-Germain, Chelsea and Manchester City, who probably should have been 5-0 up from the first leg. Is this a team of destiny? Is their name written on the trophy? Well, if you listen to this, you'll be inclined to believe maybe it is. The Blues only have to avoid defeat and they will be in the Champions League final in Paris. Is that the moment that sends City to the final? Riyad Mahrez, 17 minutes to go. He scored in both legs of the semi-final last season. He's done it again. Grealish, still Grealish. Off the line. He hasn't crossed. It was Mendy who got it away. Pep Guardiola can't believe it. Benzema on the far side. And Rodrigo's turned it in. He's on as a substitute. City's two goal leaders gone in a minute. 40 
Rivers into the box towards Benzema takes the tumble and the referee says penalty City can't believe it surely they say it isn't but VAR say it is as well and Benzema has the chance can Edison stop him? no he can't and now City have to score to save themselves into the box he goes Fernandinho just wouldn't come for him and City are out in the most dramatic circumstances Pep, there's a reason why this competition is like no other, it's incredible it's brilliant and also it can be cruel as well does it feel cruel tonight? Uh, yeah, we were close we were close and uh, but yeah, at the end we, we couldn't reach it it's been heartbreaking for City. It's almost impossible to process what happens. Can you try what happened in the end? Why did, why did they slip away? Well, it's simple. So the first half, we didn't have a game. We were not good enough, but we didn't suffer much. Yeah. And after the goal, when we scored a goal, is when we were better. We found our tempo, our game. The players were comfortable on the pitch. And uh, apparently... It's not like we say last 10 minutes, they attack and attack and you suffer. It did happen. In that moment, you can say, okay, there were 10, 15 minutes completely attack and attack. We could not survive. It's not the case. And uh, yeah, they put a lot of players in the box with Militao, with uh, Rodrigo, with uh, Vinicius, with uh, Benzema, with uh, Asensio. All of them crosses and they scored two goals. They didn't have a shot on target until the 90th minute and then the 91st, there were the two goals. That's, so you had a control of sorts, really. Yes, we didn't suffer much, uh, but we didn't play our best. But it's normal semi-finals. The players, you know, feel the pressure or feel they want to do it. Uh, but yeah, we were close. And football is unpredictable. It's a game like this, and sometimes it's you have to accept it. Still showed a lot of grit out there. What, what are the players feeling like? In the must must be crushed in there. Yeah, yes, and yeah, we were close to reach a final of the Champions League. So. And it's a big blow for these players now. Of course, you have to lift them because the Premier League, of course, ah, is definitely. Doing it. So now we need time to process that and, and come back with our people at home and the last four games we have. Thanks, mate. Thank you. Hello, you look incredibly calm. Bear in mind, this has been the craziest comeback ever. I mean, what a fantastic game. Uh, I cannot say we are used to, to leave this kind of night, but... Uh, I think it happened uh, also tonight, what happened against Chelsea, what happened against Madrid. Um, but um, really difficult to say why this kind of, I think that this is the, the, the biggest um, history of this club that helped us to keep going also when the things, it seems, were, uh, were gone. You talked about the magic of the Bernabeu. We felt that in those moments, didn't we? Yeah, it's true. I didn't think that um, the game was close to finish. We, we, we were able to, to find the last energy that we had. I think that we played a good game against a really strong rival. Uh, uh, and after that, when we were able to equalize the game, of course, we have psychologically we were better in, in, uh, in the extra time. Did you even think that you'd lost the game? Did, was there a moment there towards no, the end? I, I, no, no. I, I have no time to think about this. Uh, I think it was difficult in that period. I think that that, that moment Man uh, City had a good control of the game. But uh, at the last opportunity, we were able to, 
to go to the extra time. But you're there for another final up against Liverpool. That'll be a fantastic challenge as well. Oh, fantastic. Unbelievable challenge. Really happy to be there. Uh, Paris Saint-Germain against another great, great rival. But we are used. We are used. I think it would be a fantastic game for football. So there you have it. Don, Carlo, Ancelotti, as calm as you like, talking about that. Pep was pretty calm as well, considering what happened. Manchester City involved in two of the most craziest games of the season. Well, three, actually, if you count the 4-3 against Madrid, where it should have been 5-6-0 to Man City. Karen Benzema produced the magic on that day as well. Benzema has scored 15 goals in the Champions League from seven expected goals, which means he scored eight goals this season, which had no right to score. That's how ridiculous he's been this season in carrying Real Madrid to this Champions League and to the La Liga title as well. For he, for me, is the undisputed favourite for the Ballon d'Or title. And if they win the Champions League tomorrow, you absolutely have to give it to Karen Benzema. And Karen Benzema playing well tomorrow is going to be absolutely key for Real Madrid because he's a match winner and he's going to once again, I feel, have to overperform his expected goals because I have no doubt here that Liverpool will be on top on this in this game and Liverpool will have a high number of expected goals. Liverpool will have a high number of free kicks. Real Madrid will have a higher number of fouls. Liverpool will have a higher number of corners. Liverpool will have a higher amount of possession. I do think that Liverpool are going to control this game and they're going to set the tempo of this game. But Real Madrid have shown that that doesn't matter. What you need to do is you need to be resilient in those moments and you need to create your chances. And when you do, you need to have them fall to the right man. And it didn't necessarily have to be Karen Benzema in the second leg against Man City. We saw Rodrigo come off the bench and he took his chances as well. It could be Vincent Jr. It could be a, a free kick from Tony Kroos. It could be anybody here in this Madrid team. They are full of match winners and they don't necessarily have to, to run around and, and, and work as hard as Liverpool do. Liverpool can do that. That's what Liverpool do. They play heavy metal, high tempo football. Obviously, there's a lot of question marks about that this season. That is based on the findings that Liverpool have 68% of their squad registered as asthmatic and the national average for asthmatics is 12%. So you're looking at the normal people walking around in everyday life who would tend to be a lot more unhealthy than sportsmen, especially those that play for a top team like Liverpool Football Club. The entire nation manages to conjure up just 12% of asthmatic people. Yet this football team managed to have 68% of their players registered as asthmatic. What this does is it gives you uh, access to the asthmatic drugs, be it the likes of clenbuterol, various inhalers, tablets, etc., which is what Liverpool can take. And um, that's what they've been doing throughout the season. So the reason that they haven't run out of gas this year, like they did last year when they were terribly defending their the Premier League crown, they went out of the Champions League against Real Madrid, actually. They went out of the Champions League against Real Madrid. They were out of the conversation to to win the league very, very early on in 2021. In fact, they were very, very lucky to even qualify 
before this Champions League, which they're now in the final of. So a lot of question marks about how Liverpool do what they do. But even though they do what they do, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work here. And so far, Real Madrid, as I said, have been dominated in every single game. They have no right to be here based on statistical data, but they are still the team who have made it through to the Champions League final. If we have a look at the odds here for this game, Liverpool are the even money favourites on the money line. It's 5-2 to two on the draw and Real Madrid here are available at 5-2. to two. If we have a look at the, the winner of the tie, Liverpool are the strong favourites here at 1-2 to two, with Real Madrid available at the best price of 13-8. to eight. Now, I think there is significant value here on the underdog. I do think it's a toss-up. I think it's a case of one team being the better team and coming out of the far stronger league where they failed to win it by just a single point, going up against a team who seemed to have lady luck on this side. But don't underestimate Real Madrid. They still had to get here. They still had to score the goals. They still had to stay in those games. And they are the La Liga champions. So you could argue that Barcelona have been in a transitional year. Atletico Madrid have massively underperformed this season. But at the end of the day, they still had to win their games. They didn't underperform. And they're still in somewhat of a transitional year because this was supposed to be the year where they, they didn't sign anybody and saved all their money up for uh, for Kylian Mbappe, which hasn't happened. He's ended up going to, to PSG. So now this is a Real Madrid team in somewhat of a rebuilding phase that have a ton of money to spend. It's burning a hole in their pocket because they didn't get Kylian Mbappe. So so I would automatically go for the underdog in this situation, not only because of the odds and not only because I despise Liverpool Football Club, which you all know, but because I've not been overly impressed with Liverpool in recent weeks, especially defensively. Now, look across the season. They have won two trophies so far, but they needed to win both of those on penalty shootouts. They were not able to penetrate Chelsea in those games. In fact, Chelsea had chances, but we know Chelsea's Achilles heel this season has been scoring goals. It was their Achilles heel last season. They somehow managed to win the Champions League by being very, very defensively solid and taking their chances. Yet in the league, they didn't really mount a challenge this season. That's because Romelu Lukaku, as the £100 million striker that was supposed to solve their goal problems, didn't solve their goal problems. So that's why Chelsea didn't challenge for the league this season, but they still managed to hold Liverpool to, to nil for 120 minutes in the League Cup final. And then once again, for 120 minutes in the FA Cup final, whilst creating chances at the other end, we saw Villarreal penetrate this Liverpool team on two occasions and go 2-0 up before the goalkeeper got his money in an envelope at halftime and decided to throw that game. We've seen Liverpool come through a much easier path to the Champions League final. Here And last weekend, when they were going for the title, we saw Wolves go 1-0 up and have plenty of chances to win that game while Liverpool were chasing it. Now, I don't think Liverpool are going to chase this game like headless chickens because they don't necessarily need to win it within the 90-minute period. But at the same time, they did show their vulnerabilities in that game. At the same time, they showed their vulnerabilities in the Tottenham game, where Antonio Conte outthought Jurgen Klopp and was the superior tactical manager on the day. And he's done that twice this season because Tottenham should have beaten Liverpool twice this season and failed to do so. They got a 2-2 draw and a 1-1 draw and Liverpool were lucky to get that 1-1 draw Anfield via a deflected goal from Luis Diaz. So we've seen Antonio Conte, the master of tactics, 
outthink Jurgen Klopp. And if anybody can do that once again, it's Carlo Ancelotti because he is one of the greatest managers of all time. In fact, I think he's very, very underrated. You rarely see him in the conversation with the likes of Mourinho and Sir Alex, but he should be up there. His record is phenomenal. For me, he's number two behind Sir Alex Ferguson. And um, I think once again, we'll see why tomorrow because I just have a strong feeling that Real Madrid are going to get it done. I think if they don't get it done, I think this could look very much like the game between Real Madrid and Barcelona. We'll be thinking to ourselves, how did they get here? They're not very good. Their luck ran out and Liverpool can score at will because they just don't have the pace to keep up with this attack. And I think it's very, very important not to let Liverpool get out of the blocks quickly. It's important to contain Saleh Mana and Diaz, who I think will start ahead of Jota tomorrow, out of the blocks. And if you can get through the first 20 minutes without conceding a goal and you can play your way into the game, much like Chelsea did in the FA Cup final, where Liverpool once again had a fast start, then I feel that's to Real Madrid's advantage. I do feel, though, despite that, despite the fact that Real Madrid need to stop Liverpool from getting the early goal, that I do think this game will go over anyway. I think even if this game doesn't produce a single goal in the first half, I think I still think that it will find its way going over the over two and a half goals in the end. I think there's strong data to support over two and a half goals in. I think we're getting at a good price at four to five minus 125. Over two and a half goals has been a winning bet in four of Liverpool's last six games and in seven of Real Madrid's 10. We've seen five of Real Madrid's last six Champions League games deliver over three goals while Liverpool are averaging two goals per game themselves over their last 10 games, while Real Madrid are averaging over 2.5 across their last 10 here as well. I mentioned Karen Benzema earlier. He has scored 15 goals in 11 Champions League games with seven in four games against Premier League opposition so far. So despite the fact the Premier League is touted as the best league in the world, Karen Benzema hasn't had a problem scoring against Premier League opposition, scoring a hat-trick against Man City and scoring a hat-trick against Chelsea as well. En route to us cashing that over two and a half goals play, I think both teams are going to find the net. That play is available here at 7-10. to 10. The last three Champions League finals have been one to nil. Prior to that, there was a run of eight successive finals, which saw both teams score. And there have been a respectable average of 2.6 goals per final in the last decade. So I feel that we could get back on track tomorrow. We've had three pretty boring finals. Um, Liverpool-Tottenham was very, very poor. Bayern Munich and PSG massively under-delivered. Of course, it was mainly behind closed doors. And then last year's final was a bit of a disappointment as well with uh, with Chelsea winning 1-0 via Kai Havertz against Manchester City. I feel this one will, will deliver. And I think this one just feels a lot bigger. This really feels like football is back. This feels like the first real final since, since 2019. And I don't think people were really interested in that All-English final to the the extent that they're interested in this one. Yes, of course you were if you were a Tottenham fan, but Tottenham and Ajax was always the weaker side of that of that semi-final bracket. It was always going to be the winner um, of Liverpool versus Barcelona, who came into the final as strong, strong favourites. And it was almost as if Liverpool and Barca was the, was the real final back in 2019. We've had two finals that have been under COVID conditions. And now this is a real symbol that football is back here. And two huge, huge teams. I know all of England will be watching and they'll all be firmly 
in the corner of Real Madrid because obviously, as I've mentioned before, there is universal dislike among English football fans for Liverpool Football Club. So Real Madrid will have the support of all of England, barring the Liverpool supporters. Worldwide, there's going to be massive, massive interest in this game. Two huge clubs, two of the top 10 most supported clubs on the planet. We also have two of the teams who have won the Champions League the most. Real Madrid have won it the most times. They've won it 13 times. And Liverpool have won it on six occasions. They are currently in joint third place with Bayern Munich. If they win tomorrow, they go level in second place with AC Milan. Liverpool have won six finals and lost three. And Real Madrid have won 13 finals and lost three. So it really is a huge, huge game. And you can feel that as we build up to it here with just 24 hours to go. Closing out with your lock on the show. A couple of locks I'm tempted by. I have a feeling that this game could go the distance. So I was tempted to take Real Madrid in the double chance market. I still like that play. But I think the safest play here is to take over two and a half goals. So I'm going to go with over two and a half goals here as your lock. As I mentioned earlier, last three Champions League finals have been one to nil. I don't think that's going to be the case tomorrow. I think both teams are going to find the net, especially when you look at the attacking talent on the pitch. I think Karen Benzema is going to be very, very hard to stop, given that only Messi and Ronaldo have scored more goals than the 15 goals that Karen Benzema has scored in the Champions League this season. Prior to the last three Champions League finals, which have been one to nil, we saw a run of eight straight finals, which saw both teams score. And 2.6 goals per final have been averaged across the last decade. And of course, as I mentioned earlier, i run through all the data again. Over two and a half goals has been a winning bet in four of Liverpool's last six and in seven of Real Madrid's last ten. Five of Real's last six Champions League games have seen over three goals scored. Liverpool are averaging two goals per game themselves over the last ten. And Real Madrid are averaging 2.5 across their last ten as well. So strong, strong data there for the over. It may take some time. It's important for Real Madrid, I think, if they want to win this game to contain Liverpool. But even if they don't, if God is really on their side, you can never count this Real Madrid team out. So look for a huge in-play opportunity if Liverpool get the first goal. That's it for me. Good luck with all of your bets as always. And thanks for listening.